Welcome to another episode of the Hunger for Change podcast, where we unravel the complexities of health and wellness, bringing insights from the most innovative minds in the field. I'm your host, Niklas Gustafsson, and today I'm thrilled to introduce a guest whose work is truly at the intersection of movement, health, and holistic well-being, Aaron Alexander. As a manual therapist and the creator of the LINE method, Aaron revolutionizes our daily approach to physical and mental health. He's the author of the Align Method and the host of the top-rated Align podcast. Aaron's expertise spans from working with elite athletes to helping everyday people achieve greater wellness. Thank you so much, Aaron, for joining us today. I'm really excited to learn more about your method and to discuss some interesting topics. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. So um, this podcast is about health, and I would like to start uh, asking you, what does health mean to you? Well, the literal translation of health is wholeness. Um, from my understanding, it's an old, uh, an old, um, what was it? It's like a old English word. I think it's pronounced like help or something along those lines. And, and the, the, the actual etymology of it or meaning of it is, is wholeness. Um, so health and wholeness would be associated to wholeness within, you know, your body would be the obvious place, but then your, mm. I think your relationships and the way that you relate within them is an extension. Mm um of health uh, yeah i think your relationship to finances is associated to that relationship to your community relationship to uh nature or you know any of that uh so if a person is disassociated or disconnected or alienated from any of those aspects of the micro and macro self there would probably be some form of like dis-ease or anxiety or depression or something that would arise as a symptom of that um, lack of wholeness or lack of connection mm. that was probably way too like technical and heady of a description health is like feeling <laughs> feeling real, real real good having <laughs> having jacked abs you know yeah. and uh waking up with a heart on probably yeah. would be another definition of health yeah so uh, aaron could you Tell me about the Align method. What is what is it? It's like a philosophy more, you know. So a lot of people approach fitness as a thing that we do. Mm. And, you know, so you go to the gym, you go to the yoga studio, and you're like really engaged with your trainer, and, you know, and they'll be really precise with the way you're hinging your hips while you're picking up a, a barbell or, you know, the, the way that you're using pressure dynamics. Uh, or you know breathing techniques or anything while you're lifting or doing the valsalva maneuver or whatever um, i would extend that if i'm working with a client i would extend that into the whole session we're together like the moment you walk in the door the, the the training has begun and the fitness has begun and so the way that you pick the plate up off of the the ground or the way that you are perhaps recovering your breathing after a set and you know, you're a bit exhausted mm. and coming back into that awareness of like, okay, like we're, we're extending this concept of fitness a little bit beyond just the moment that you're actually like on stage doing the fitness. And then you could continue extending that into, well, how did you arrive at the gym? Mm. How did you reach out and open the door? How were you breathing throughout the experience of walking through the parking lot? Uh, you know, and just keep on, extending that out and that's what the align method does is it provides people um, really accessible tools on how to start to integrate more effective movement mechanics and breathing mechanics and things of the like into your daily life mm -hmm. and uh, if i understood this right you even 
extend it more because you include nutrition, sunlight? Yeah. Well, I don't really, I don't, I don't really talk about nutrition because I think it's, it's becomes very dogmatic mm. and like ideological. And it's a lot about yeah. like teams, you know, and I think, I think a big part of nutrition is just like list, like self-experimentation. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of nutrition is based off of research studies that are done with early 20 to like teenage males. Mm. And so, you know, you're in the room with Vanessa and Valentina, and if they're following ketosis or they're following fasting or they're following, you know, lots of cold plunging or any of that, and they're in their, mm. their luteal phase or they're in their, you know, there's, there's, there's women are very complex as, as is every human or all snowflakes. Yeah. Uh, but if you're basing your diet and your nutrition or your training for that matter, but particularly diet nutrition, uh, off of just what you read in a book. Mm. Uh, or see in some very one specific research study, uh, very likely that book or that research study will be one disproven, and there will be another a, a, a new like poo poo platter of information for us to to feed upon in in a month or a year or six years. I'll be like, oh my god, that was totally wrong. I can't believe we're doing that. Uh, and then two, you're basing that research, uh, you're applying that to yourself, and it was done actually on an experiment with with someone else. You know, maybe in another country or another state, yeah. or another age, yeah. another you know phase of their life, another sex. Um, you know, so I think with nutrition, it's a lot about like self experimentation uh, and keeping an open mind. See what uh, works for you. Yeah, I think nutrition as well. Coming back to you know a second ago, I said I don't have any opinions on nutrition. Now I'm like giving my opinions on nutrition. Uh, I think a lot of it, like nutrition, be like the the ecology. You know, how does the the yeah. things that you consume affect? Um, the environment, you know, what's what's like the broader impact of yeah. the things that we eat. And, um, but yeah, I, I, a line method is like no nutrition at all. Actually, I don't really mm. talk about right. so much at all. If I do, if I'm working with private clients, we do, we mm. do, you know, private consultations and I do online um, work with people and then mm. individual work. Then we're going really deep into supplementation and nutrition and, you know, we're connecting them. We're doing extensive blood panels and connected with a functional medicine doctor and all of that stuff. But the aligned method itself is very movement based. All right. Yeah. You do talk about um, the importance of being outside, getting sunlight. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That is very yeah. important. I, I, I've heard Big another one. podcast talking about this. Yeah, sun's everything, man. Like, like, like you, like you, you're. It's probably an oversimplification, but but you're you're a bit like a like a solar panel. You know, your cells run on the sun, your mitochondrial health, your, you know, every cellular function, um, the, the, the main battery that's driving that is, is, is solar, you know, nutrition, all that stuff is very supportive as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I agree. I'm, I'm totally addicted to the, to sunlight. I need great. sunlight every day. Yeah. It's like saying I'm addicted yeah. to love, you know, or I'm yeah. addicted to, yeah. to like, you know, I don't know, like, like feeling good. Like, man, right. I have this like really deep, dark addiction to just feeling good. Totally. Um, you know, and sun, there's, I mean, there's just tons of research on sun. It's just open up like anything, like sun effects on, on the body or on health or, you know, mental health particularly, mm. um, affects the production of serotonin and just like the, the whole cascade of neurotransmitters that the body produced to, you know, ultimately feel well or not. You know, seasonal, what is it called? Seasonal depressive disorder, seasonal, mm. what's, what's, the, what's the term yeah, for that? I, I don't know, but yeah, Whatever. I, I know what you everybody, mean. everybody knows yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't get enough sun, you get sad, totally. you know? Yeah. And um, as well, on top of that, you know, hormonal health, which is also going to be tied into mood. 
uh, you know, libido, you know, people mm. that are exposed yeah. to more sun, they're more likely to want to have sex. They want to procreate, mm. you know, mm. and a person that's depressed and kind of despondent and disassociated and disconnected. Mm. A part of that's like this organism that I'm in shouldn't be procreating. Like I'm not in that place to be procreating, you know, but suddenly you take a person to Tulum or Costa Rica yeah, you know, and they take their shirt off and they get some sun yeah. and they're grounding themselves. Their totally. their, their cells yeah. start to start to become more vibrational. You know, yeah. everything starts to circulate and all those systems that were potentially becoming stagnant start to move. Mm. And suddenly you're like, oh my god, like I want to fall in love. You know, I want to like, I want to like, I want to like open myself because you're literally at a you know a microscopic level, like you are opening yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So for someone that is like starting with the align method what are the initial steps you recommend and how should they integrate this into their daily routines well you could do like an audit of your home you know so take a look around your house and mm. just observe like what shapes would uh, my body form to from this space you know and there's a you know there's a, a 50 cent term called mechanotransduction which is essentially the uh, chemical response to movement or to to actual like mechanical shifts in the body that has a chemical translation and also an electrical translation. And you know, as you are taking a walk, you're applying a certain amount of force to the bottom of your feet and you know throughout the whole like the, the, the tensional networks through the body, it's like you're kind of applying pressure to these different yeah. segments throughout the body. That pressure translates to, in the body, there's a thing called uh, piezoelectricity, creates a little subtle charge around that space mm -hmm. and wherever there's pressure. And then that informs the fibroblast cells and fibroclast cells and osteoblast and osteoclast, these cells that are, uh, that are either taking away tissue or building up tissue. And you are literally sculpting and forming your body with electricity and and, and sunlight, among other things, mm. uh, via your actual mechanical movement through the world based off of that pressure. And so that was a, a long way of, of saying if the way that you sit on your couch is actually forming your, your, your structure, the way that you work throughout the day that's probably a thing that most people are doing for a long time that that pos the positions that you take on during that time frame that becomes you like it's it becomes who you are you know and and, and just by you know communicating to someone you can kind of get a sense of their mood um without talking to them yeah. right you know if someone yeah. their shoulders are kind of tense up to their shoulder or up to up to their ears or they're in kind of like this collapsed type mm. position or forward head posture type position or their knees are collapsed inward in that valgus position or their feet are collapsed inward you know that person probably probably uh feels a little like um maybe a little depressed maybe a little low maybe a little, like, like heavy like life feels yeah. heavy mm. for them they probably feel maybe a little bit lethargic probably be a likely thing um their self-worth you know that might might like this, this is obviously is not like a blanket statement for anybody in those situations but there there's statistically if you get enough people and you really have honest conversations 
some of those factors might come up. And there's also all the beautiful things yeah. and all the other parts compared to someone that is, you know, really like their shoulders are back and their breath, they're able to breathe into the lower lobes of their lungs and they're able to get breath into the, the back and, yeah. you know, all of their, their whole circulatory system is really open and free. And, you know, that person very likely they, they feel better. You yeah. know, they, they probably feel a little bit more confident. They probably feel a little bit more safe to express themselves. They probably, you know, just generally yeah. speaking, I think most people could, could likely see a world where that exists, you know, and so that uh, start off by just taking a, a accountability or taking like a little, a little observation or audit of like, mm. what are the positions that I'm in for mm. the most part throughout the day? And if you look at, I'll shut up after this. If you look at uh, cultures in say more like hunter gatherer or more like ancestral spaces, uh, there's specifically been research done with this in, uh, with the Hatsa yeah. tribe in Tanzania. Yeah. Researchers from Southern California, they went out there and they actually uh, studied by putting these devices that detect movement on their hips and their knees. And, you know, so they like strapped them up with these, with these devices, they measured the frequency that they move, how they move, and then mm. just generally had observation and like you know, the positions that they're in. And what was interesting is people in particularly um, the, the Hatsa tribe, I mean, probably other places as well, I presume, based off of my experience of going to different cultures where people are kind of more, more tied to the ground and tied to like fishing and, you know, building mm. shelters to, 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 to live in as opposed to just kind of like more like modern culture we're accustomed to. Um, they rest a lot like the human yeah. being rests you know yeah. we're, we're continually conserving energy and mm. if everything is provided to the human then we're just going to go into conservation mode you know yeah. and and what's interesting is that the the biggest difference between modern culture or western industrialized culture and cultures in a more ancestral place such as such mm. as tanzania is the way that they're resting is the difference yeah, yeah so totally. the people I in that if you compare the hunter and gatherers to when we became farmers when we became farmers that that was the big shift because yeah. before before being farmers we were resting a lot we were more with um, spending more time with our families right but then when we became farmers we were like more stuck in this system and we couldn't rest anymore we couldn't mm -hmm. i mean we could less uh, less than before yeah, there's also a lot of anxiety associated to farming. Yeah, and yeah. ease, like it's, totally. it's a balance. Yeah. but so, yeah. so just so so the the with the 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 Hatsa folks, they rest on average. It's like I forget what it was. He said like eight and a half hours a day. I think it was like eight point yeah. six two hours. I, I think mm. is the number that mm. stands out. But don't hold mm. me to that. Somewhere between eight and nine hours a day, they're in resting positions, and those resting positions are they're squatting. They're you know, their their floor sit and their 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 legs are in a 90-90 position, we'd call it. Right. Uh you pretty much just need to look at a baby, hang because out with they a baby don't have for chairs, some last right? time. They don't have chairs, I heard. Well, now things are shifting and there's chairs yeah. everywhere and yeah. people have cell phones and they're kind of, you know, there's it's yeah. a, it's I think there's there's there still are places that are untouched by, you know, modern industrialized yeah. Yeah. you know, age. But yeah, I, I, generally speaking, the, the folks that are um still living in those ways and a part of that is it's like something that also can happen is the romanticization of old yeah. and just anything that's old it's just better and mm -hmm. anything that it's that i think can come into its own um issue within the self because it's kind of like a lack of self-acceptance sure so it's like wherever we're at now this has to suck yeah. so ultimately <laughs> i suck because i'm yeah. a part of that 
and anything else out there anywhere else is great. Mm. Mm-mm. So there can also be like another existential issue yeah. of being sure. tied to the idea that everything else is good mm-hmm. and wherever I'm at is not good, mm-hmm. you know, but so, so what, you know, the aligned method, or I think just general logic would be, how do we start to take some of those, some of the, like the wisdom that we get from the past and integrate that into, um, some of the new technology and intelligence okay. and yeah. you know, the speed that we're able to do things in, in the present. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So I understand that your method also combines elements from Eastern philosophy and the Western mechanics. How do these influences blend into your approach? Well, I think we're talking about it. You know, I think just generally having like a broader perspective on what is you know, what is the meaning of fitness to me? Just starting to ask that question. And like, what's the purpose of like, what's, where's my motivation to go to the gym or, or mm. train? Or where's my motivation to start to pay attention to breathing or start to pay attention to my nutrition or any of that, like getting down to the root of that, I think is incredibly valuable. Yeah. Um, but if the specifically questions in relation to like, uh, like Eastern philosophy and such, I mean, if you, if you do any form of breath work or any form of mindfulness, yeah. a lot of that is founded in, in Eastern traditions. In Eastern, yeah. Um, you know, so I think that, that, that both East, West, you know, North, South, up, down, black, white, like, like there's, there's value in, in all the different, um, sure. parts of life, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so yeah. I think that, that the East as a metaphor kind of represents that, um, kind of like the deeper why mm. of what the heck we're doing here. And, you know, why are we trying? Like, why well, don't even care? Like a six pack, like, why do I give a shit about a six? Like, what is that? Who cares? You know? And then, and then perhaps the West part would be more like the structure, like, okay, well now here's how you get a freaking six pack. <laughs> and here are the steps, <laughs> you know? And, and yeah. uh, yeah. So I, I think that that probably just generally be more like the mindset, like an Eastern mm. mindset and, and, conflated with the western as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. how do you start your day uh, what are your what is your mo- morning routine um well definitely sunlight is a really important thing and you know i'd probably be a broken record at this point i feel like not like none of this stuff is a secret anymore uh or you know everyone's you, you just it's a similar thing like what would a person that's more deeply tied to the earth do Mm. they'd get up and they'd look at the sun you know or maybe they get up a little bit before the sun they would probably take a walk they'd probably drink some water they'd probably ground themselves um and grounding you know as you're placing your bare feet to the ground or you could wear like you know leather or something that's not rubber you know that's gonna that's gonna block the conductivity the passing of those um negative ions so the earth, as as you're stepping on it, you're being just bathed in billions or probably trillions of these things called negative ions, mm. which are very supportive with, and this is all this is all Western science speak. Yeah. They're very supportive with reducing inflammation, uh, with reducing potential free radicals that could be creating some level of havoc uh, throughout your body. Mm. And it's kind of providing like this like electrical, a massage in a way and that's something that all you got to do is just, just take your shoes off and like go from yeah. being stressed out on a road trip you know and traffic and you're like Rrr. and then you finally get to the beach 
and then you take your shoes off and you walk in the sand. Like that's all the like the science yeah. that you need. You're like, okay, like something happened there. I don't know what it is. There's definitely mm. like a confluence of a lot of factors there. Mm. But any person, unless they're just like probably very very numb, you know, and and nothing, you know, nothing against that. I think that's you know wherever a person's at is is absolutely beautiful. Um, but any person can feel that experience of just like, yeah. oh, you kind of have like this exhalation. You know, suddenly the stress that you are feeling in your head starts to like it's almost just like drifts away in a way you know and a part of that is literally it's it's like a massage for your nervous system from the electrical charge of the earth which is so beautiful and then you're also getting sunlight Mm. uh then you're also relaxing your your eyes you know so you're taking in the the panoramic view of things which your your eyes are their neurological tissue that's all tied Mm. to your autonomic state so when you focus in on something that's going to cue you up for a little bit more focus a little bit more kind of like sympathetic like you know let's go response if you space out and relax your eyes you are you're 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 tuning your autonomic nervous system with the way that you use your your visual system because your visual system is it's continuous with your with your brain i would say your whole body is continuous with your brain there's no separate like the story of separation is just something that we've created but the eyes are like very literally neurological tissue <laughs> like it, it's an, it is an outcropping of the brain so you start your day with uh, getting sunlight but what about if you live in a part of the world that there is no sunlight or very little sunlight you can get some of those sad lights you know yeah, you, yeah. You, can, you can get ones that are producing um, yeah. uv rays yeah. uh, and so you can you know you can mimic it if you are the clouds are aren't blocking um as much as you think Yeah. You know, so you're still you're still getting like quite. I don't I don't have off the top of my head the the actual like yeah um, lux of but light are, through the clouds. There are ways to open. you can get the, yeah. But the com- the comparison of the lux, which is a a, a measure of sunlight mm. based off of I th- I believe it's based off of of the amount of light that a single candle produces. Yeah. If you're inside a house with just like a normal you know flickering blue light, it's very low. If yeah. I remember correctly, I think it's like 500 or something like that. Just walking outside in a cloudy day, I don't remember the exact numbers. Like, feel free to like look this up. It's a really be a really easy thing for somebody to look up. But I think it goes to like 20,000 lux of light or yeah. something yeah. something yeah. significant. Yeah. Even though it seems brighter inside here, the power, uh, like the the photonic energy that you're getting from the sun compared mm. to your alternating current flickering blue light inside your house it's actually just stressing you out yeah. um it's it's absurd you know so just you know long story short like just yeah. go outside it's good for you yeah yeah, yeah. And you're i understand you're lucky because you live in california uh no? i i've i've been between i lived in california for a while and yeah. now i'm i'm in austin texas okay uh, yeah and then still sunny back and, sunny part back and, of the back US. and forth with california yeah okay Yeah. yeah. So what about in the evening? Any specific uh, evening routine? Well, light's follow? the big thing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like 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 if you just if you just did one thing and this comes back to the paying attention to your environment. So, you know, environmental stuff, you know, I said if all you have is chairs and couches and you're probably going to start by start ter- turn to a chair and a couch, I would recommend getting like floor cushions in your place mm. and like, you know, maybe throw a yoga mat down on the ground someplace to kind of invite people to come down there, throw yeah. some like self-care apparatus tools down on the ground to invite you to come down there. Suddenly you're going to start to just be just through that your visual field. It'll start to kind of guide you into doing things that are more, 
you know, healing for the body. Yeah. Um, light is one of the, the, the biggest, most insidious, insidious, um, culprits of dis-ease in modern, in the modern world. Yeah. You know, and, and, and when you, when the sun goes down, uh, your body is queued up to start to, uh, tee up the, your, your, the hormonal pathways for rest and for sleep and for repair. And it's a similar thing. Like yeah. your, your eyes are that neurological tissue. They're taking in how much light is coming in. They're taking in what frequencies are they? Are they reds? Is it around a fire? Is it blue light? Uh, is it, you know, the, the whole entire spectrum, all of those has, have very specific effects. So nighttime, start using candles, start using, um, I have like this big infrared panel that mm -hmm. I will, I'll just turn that on yeah. and that will light up my whole entire house. And my whole, my whole like living room is infrared. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll do the same thing. Sometimes, you know, take a bath. If you're having issues with sleeping, you can do an Epsom salt bath. Um, again, that'd be very soothing for the nervous system. Yeah. Uh, you could focus on long exhalations as you're inhaling. That's activating more of that sympathetic go response in the nervous system, which is beautiful. As you're exhaling, that's activating more of that parasympathetic chill, you know, rest, repair response. Emphasize much longer exhalations. If you're still a little stressed, um, you could actually integrate um, like tone into that. So you just yeah. like let out, do six breaths, do four, seven, eight breathing, for example, breathe in for four seconds, hold for seven seconds, exhale for eight seconds. If you wanted to amplify the effects of that, you could turn that into like a hum or a sigh. So for eight seconds, oh, you could shake your body, kind of just allow yourself to like loosen up as you start to loosen up some of those tensions that you might have that could actually be thought loops that are running yeah. that are creating yeah. tense tension in the body start to open up a little bit and suddenly you're like hot damn like i i feel restful holy shit i i, I like move my my mind into ease you know and so temperature regulation would be one of those things if you're getting hot in a tub that yeah. will activate more the um when you heat up the skin superficially like that it will cause your body internally, the, the, the core, to actually cool down in response. Your body needs to be cool yeah. in order to fall asleep. You know, so you could do that. And then you get out, make sure you're turning the the uh, temperature down in your house as much as it's comfortable. I usually, mine, I set it for like 65 at night. So that mm -hmm. way I can kind of like bundle up and like feel, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. just a little more cozy in the bed. Um, mouth tape is another really big one. Yeah. Uh, or there's there's breathing exercises and tongue exercises and throat exercises you could do to start to habituate yourself to to not mouth breathing. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But tape up your mouth if yeah. if not if you wake up in the morning and your mouth is dry, like that's all the information you need to know. Start taping your mouth. Uh, that way your nose breathing throughout the night that's going to uh, help you in a lot of different levels. You know, so that would be like. Could a, you give a us an example of how the, the nose breathing? Uh, exercise that you do just give mm -hmm. us an example how, how do you uh how do you well do for, for for what for like down regulation like calming? for for going i mean going to sleep before going to sleep well i don't have a nose breathing exercise that i would particularly do before going to sleep and a lot of this stuff as well is mm. like you know this is like ideal these are like tools these are options yeah um i don't i also don't align with maybe at some point I'll be better about having even more structure and kind of like regulation and being like a better parent to myself. 
but I think there's also value in just like living your life and like being open to flexibility. And, you know, sometimes you're at a, like a, a, a concert or something late and you're getting hit with all sorts of light and sound and stimulation mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And like, mm-hmm. that's beautiful too. Like all of that is great. Like just live your life, you know, don't get too weird about any of this stuff. Yeah. It's more, most of this stuff is like, I'm experiencing an issue. I, I feel restless or I feel sleepless. I, I, I feel anxious. I feel uh, fat. I feel like I just feel disconnected from myself, you know, or I, or I actively, I just, I can't fall asleep or I wake up in the middle of the night. Okay. Here are the tools. You know, and if yeah. and if not, then sounds good. Like live your life. Yeah. It seems like you're doing a great job. I think we become too dogmatic and ideological yeah. about any yeah. of this yeah. stuff. It just gets it just gets weird, mm. um, and it's not very relatable either. Um, but so the nose breathing thing, there's a couple of things. One, if you wanted to calm yourself down, just nose breathing in general is going to be supportive. You're actually going to get more oxygen to the lungs with nose breathing. It might feel like you're getting more oxygen or mm. or air. Uh, as your mouth breathing, but if you're nose breathing, you're getting a little bit more um, resistance and you're actually opening, able to open up the lower lobes of the lungs, lower lobe of the lungs. They're significantly broader in surface mm. area. So there's much mm. more space. Uh, and so you're actually, even though it feels like it's with, if you mouth breathe, you get a lot of air really quick, but you get a lot of literally air really quick into the upper lobes of the lungs, which are much smaller. And so that slow nose breathing actually becomes a much more efficient way to breathe. Um, uh, something that I would recommend is slowing the breathing down. You know, so you could slow the breath down. The, the ideal breathing rate for most humans, broadly speaking, and this, this ties to a lot of like Eastern esoteric mm. things, chanting and different mantras and things of the like. Many of them will translate to a person inhaling and exhaling about five and a half times per minute. You know, so five, six, okay. five to yeah. six yeah. times per yeah. minute or so, mm. you know, so five, five ish second inhale, five ish second exhale, you know, the yeah. median yeah. of that throughout the day would be about that. All right. That's mm. a really healthy homeostatic human organism, you know, and, and, but the average for most modern people is like 15 to 20 per minute. Really? That's a that person minute. that's chronically hyperventilating. Mm. because they are they have this this air hunger they feel like they're not getting enough air yeah you know and so what a person can do for that is they can start playing with breath holds they can start doing co2 tables you know where you you uh ventilate for a couple minutes and then you do a breath hold and then ventilate for a couple minutes and you do a longer breath hold and you keep on working up Mm. and that will start to completely augment and shift the chemistry of your blood uh, to be more efficient with releasing oxygen from the the red blood cells, mm-hmm. it's called the the Bohr effect. is a is a, the term for that process. So you mentioned um, body postures before. Um, how do you? Uh, I mean, our typical modern lifestyle, um, yeah. and our the postures that are, that come with a modern lifestyle. What do you? In in what way do they do these habits uh, restrict? Our, our movement and overall health issues well i mean so since we've been talking about breathing so much just crank your neck up like this roll your shoulders forward like that you know and kind of put yourself into like a slouch position or maybe put yourself mm. in, into a hyperlordotic position like overextend the pelvis put yourself in like kind of brazilian booty type thing and just mm. kind of like wrinkle yourself up now take a deep breath 
Megan seeing your face. It seems like you're like deeply constipated right now. Mm. You know, so yeah. now like relax, get yeah. long, you know, Makes depress it the shoulders, drop it down, allow mm. the chin to kind of come back a little bit, visualize a little string pulling the top of your head up to the ceiling, visualize a string pulling your sacrum, your your coccyx down to the ground, you know, feel your feet into the mm. earth, just like shake yourself out, bring your hands to the sides of your ribs. Now take an inhalation holy shit i'm like a hot air balloon like my whole yeah. system opens up yeah it's a huge difference a huge difference now yeah. so now multiply that times the you know 18 to 20 odd thousand breaths that you take each day mm. from a shit postural pattern mm. or well shit i.e like kind of one that induces dis-ease anxiety yeah. collapse right. uh just like a lack of of mechanical integrity you're doing that twenty thousand times a day like twenty thousand yeah. repetitions yeah. of that yeah. shit yeah. You know, so what does that translate to a week? Okay, that was 140,000 reps of something that is indicative of all of the things that we don't really want. It's so much. Yeah. And so that would be, if there's anything that's like, you know, what the hell is the align method? Like that, that would be it. Just that, that broader perspective of like, God damn, 140,000 breaths a week. Yeah. Like what if I went in and kind of tuned up some of that a little bit? So that I had 140,000 repetitions of something that is um, indicative of confidence, mm. indicative of of circulation, indicative of nervous system health, indicative of you know endocrine system health. Like all of the systems, all the tubes can open up and lengthen and circulate. Suddenly, yeah. that stagnation that eventually yeah. can manifest as disease. It's there's no more stagnation. There's nothing to stagnate. Like the mm. rivers are moving. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so post posture is like is like the opening of the channels or the fluid pathways or the electrical pathways throughout the body. Mm -hmm. So, so what are some common challenges people face when trying to improve their body alignment and movement, and and how do you think they can overcome them? Change your environment. Be be willing to to be a weirdo. Like weird, that's also that's also another, I think it's an old English word. Uh, and it sounds like weird or something like that. But the, but but for my understanding, weird means translates to fate. Mm -hmm. you know? And so and so to to be a weird person is like I I like I take control of my fate. Like mm -hmm. I'm okay being weird. I don't need to be like somebody else. Yeah, like I'm gonna actually yeah. be with what feels good within myself. Yeah. So within that, like if I an example. Well, I'm sitting on the floor as we're doing this right now. It doesn't look like that because mm -hmm. all you can see is like my titties up. Mm -hmm. um, but like I'm right now in kind of like a uh, almost like a pigeon pose on this side, of my leg mm -hmm. in a straddle in a straddle position with my right leg. So I'm like I'm circulating, I'm mobilizing, I'm moving around. You yeah. probably think I'm like a nervous wreck because I've been kind of like shifting around and whatnot. <laughs> um, but I'm doing it because I would prefer. Like I'm so grateful to get to to be talking to you, and you know I enjoy getting to meet new people. I would prefer to, to be playing like ultimate Frisbee outside mm. in the sun, mm. you know, or like building a, a house or like doing something constructive in the sun. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I, that's like, that's what I desire, yeah. you know? And so if I'm going to ha have that opportunity cost of going inside, that's, you know, conducive for my career yeah. uh, and potentially connecting with a, you know, a new human, which is just conducive for like, you know, life in general. Um, I'm going to integrate some of those things that make me feel good into that and hope it's not disrespectful to anybody. Okay. You know? And if it is, that's another conversation, you know? And so, and yeah. so that would be one example of like, shit, like, why can't I 
stretch my hips out while I record yeah. a podcast. Like why like yeah. why can't I have these little like self-care ball things and why like not? be working yeah. on my tissue? Why yeah. can't I like choose to look outside as we're having this this conversation, this remote conversation, and like relax my eyes for a second? You know, why can't I if if we're talking and I'm like, you know what, bro? Like I'm feeling freaking anxious. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of waking out a little bit. Like, could we just have a second and just like shut the freak up for a second could we just like breathe for a moment and you you know just having that a little bit more authority and autonomy of like my cells desire this Mm. i'm gonna start doing that even if it's weird yeah so uh, so you mentioned uh, connecting with people um Mm. what are what are some of your like daily exercises you practice to connect with people to be like more present and, and compassionate well, something I would recommend would be just taking walks. Like it's so weird if you're, if you're like dating, for example, you know, and you're on Tinder, Grinder, or whatever you're into, um, and you meet up with somebody. Like typically, probably not on Grinder, but if you t- typically the thing that you would do, the traditional thing is like, you know, can I buy you dinner? You know, mm. or do you want to go to a coffee shop and we'll like sit down and like drink coffee together and talk. I just like, it's so boring for me. Like for some people, it's great. I love, I love that, you know, sit across from, from somebody be in, uh, to me that I just find like, I've spent so much of my life sitting in these like stiff, rigid, basic chairs. And, and it's very like, like, you know, going to school since you're five years old, you mm. just become habituated like this is just what this is what you do you just sit in this fucking chair right you know and you just look forward and you keep your eyes in the book and then you know it's like what if instead we chose to do something outside and what if we said we do so we actually elect to do something that is uh supportive for our health you know and you yeah. just get in the habit of that and what will naturally happen is you'll start weeding out people that mm. don't want to do those types of activities and yeah. you'll start to integrate the people then that do and suddenly you have this whole new friend group you know, in three months sure. past, you're like, oh my God, yeah, like, yeah, e- yeah. like everything is kind of functioning at, at a higher level yeah, for me, yeah. which is a very yeah. individual thing. If you don't want to go outside, like, I love that mm. for you. I think for everybody. I mean, that's my constant struggle with my, with my kids to get them outside. I don't want them to sit inside. You know, oh man. To be outside well, if you don't want to, uh, if, if you don't want to pay for myopia and glasses and yeah. LASIK surgery for them, I would highly recommend them going outside. There's like extensive research around, around children's that are, that are inside more regularly yeah uh end up having significantly yeah i read that of, that's of one of the benefits myopia. but there are so many no there i mean are there's so many, many. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> if you don't want to you know if you don't want them to be any of pretty much any of the things like any of the things yeah. that are problematic uh yeah. if you don't want that it would be recommend it would be recommended to get them into something that builds their community uh yeah. builds their confidence gets yeah. them exposed to as totally. much nature as humanly possible as much as yeah. they can as much as they can swallow just like get the nature in there bring nature yeah. into the house um totally you know love like 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 trust with yeah. with the parents you know like yeah. all of that is going to be the biggest thing and then the, the more trust they have the more willing they are to go outside if they have low confidence because they don't actually feel safe with their parents yeah. or with the world or whatever which ultimately, you know, when, when you're first growing up, like the parents are your world for, for some amount of time. Mm. I'm not a parent. So, you know, I, I would like 
pass this to to yeah. you of your perspective yeah. on all this. Yeah. But if they feel confident, they feel safe to yeah. express themselves. They feel like unconditionally loved. Yeah. Suddenly, maybe they don't want to just sit alone in a room and play video games all day. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they want to go out and be seen. Yeah. Once they're outside, they just love it always. But yeah. the but the the struggle is, you know, uh, the screens, the video games, um, whatever keeps them it's captivating captivating very much and and yeah. uh, but once they're outside they love it yeah yeah you need to, you need to break the spell <clears throat> yeah totally that's the thing and sometimes it takes sometimes it takes um a couple days you know that's yeah. something that like I, i've done you know i've done like a vipassana retreat where mm. you you know you you pretty much like sit and meditate yeah most of the day for for yeah. 10 days i've done a, yeah. a darkness retreat where you you know, just sit alone with yourself in a dark room for close to a week mm-hmm. um, or very different, very, very different times um, set up to do a, I think they call it like a spirit quest or something like that, yeah. where you yeah. sit and fast out in the mm-hmm. woods with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and just be with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that as a way to like spiritually, you know, be pretentious and like brag or something like that. I'm saying that like, these are our potential examples to fast from the that kind of dopaminergic yeah totally association yeah, I, that you have to like i need to look at my phone i need to yeah. I, I need that stimulation and and typically yeah. what happens with that is it usually takes what i hear from most yeah. people is it usually takes like a couple days the first day is very challenging and then you start to kind of clear those circuits a little totally. bit come back to the homeostatic yeah, yeah. baseline and I, then suddenly I, 48 hours later you're like what phone yeah. like I, I oh my god this I, exactly I'm, I'm i did free. i did that i did that six seven years ago one week it was one week of silent retreat yeah. and um and the first day we we just gave our uh, uh iphones away and uh-huh. and the first day was was tough and then as you say like after 48 hours you you don't really care anymore and you don't really need it anymore yeah uh, but then as soon as you leave the the retreat oh it all comes uh, back it all comes back immediately all comes back. in in, in, yeah. in 10 minutes yeah, you're spirit you're spiritual for like six days and then you're like okay <laughs> exactly yeah. Back to all my bullshit. Here fun. we are. Yeah. yeah. So, what about the the combination of music and movement? Um, when it comes to activities like dance, how does that impact our brain function and and our nervous system? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I mean, a lot of things. One, there's uh, there was some research from Albert Einstein College of Medicine, and the suggestion in that was they were particularly looking at uh, cognitive decline, dementia, uh, mm. and things, things of the like, uh, particularly with, with aging. And so in that research, they looked at crossword puzzles and they looked at dance and they looked at memorization and they looked at all these different potential approaches to kind of stave off cognitive decline. Mm. And what they found in that just as like some, you know, some, particular research around this was dance particularly partner dance particularly partner dance to music which obviously they kind of go hand in hand Mm. uh was by far like leaps and bounds the most effective for starting to stimulate the mind stimulate the brain stimulate those synaptic connections and all of the neural pathways and all of that because it's like one of the things that it does is it ties emotionality into what you're doing so when you're sitting and you're doing a crossword puzzle there's not a lot of emotionality in that, you know, and if you really want to remember something, the way that you remember yeah. something is by tying emotion to it, tying stories to it. You know, that's like why, why memory palaces 
do so well with with remembering things. You're you're taking, I don't know if you know what a memory palace is, but you're you're yeah. you're tying um all right. So the way that the way a memory palace work would would mm. be I would take up like my my house and I would I have actual a visualization of my house. Okay. So I have mm. my couch and I have my the TV and I have kitchen, all that stuff. And you'd take if you had to remember some song or some you know, sequence of numbers or, or history thing, you know, whatever you need to remember, you would start to create associations and stories of that tied into your house. And so if it was something about like Abe Lincoln and, you know, whatever, assassination or something like that and history and dates and all that stuff, you would create emotional ties, something you're emotionally tied to, which is the place that you live and tie it to the sequence of those memories. And so you yeah. create this whole elaborate story about Abe Lincoln and about the assassination, about like all of the different things. And you'd tie that in association okay. to, okay, he was on the couch yeah. and then that tied that. And you create this story with actual mm. like emotional content. Okay. Music does that. Mm. You know, so when you hear a song that, that strikes up some memory from childhood or when you were a teenager or whatever, it's yeah. so deeply tied yeah, into like the annals of the mind and the heart and like the, like, like the deep nervous system. Mm. Music is one of the best ways to invoke memory for a person that um, has lost their memory. You know, so, mm. so that's like, that's one of the interesting that's things. It's like, yeah, it, it functions. It's almost like it turns on a different circuit in the brain, like a latent circuit in the brain. It's not a very scientific way of saying it, but it yeah. turns some, something latent on within the mind and the heart. And, you know, that's if you go to a concert and you start to, you know, feel moved to the point of like movement or move yeah. to the point of tears like it's that's it's that emotional content that's so invaluable it you know is, and yeah. so you can stack that with anything you want to do you know mm. you can stack that with training you can stack that with some motivation before you know doing maybe you're doing a podcast or something you know you mm. might have like a song if it's something you really care about you're doing a yeah. public speaking thing or whatever if you do that with regularity you can start to create these you know and then like nlp talk they call it anchors mm. you have a an, an anchor where you start to tie an association to that specific song and you can start to hype yourself up and, you know, get into some place where you feel like you can conquer the world. You feel confident, you know, or, you know, whatever the state you're, you're seeking mm. and you tie it to that song. And now you can use that as a tool that every time I want to feel that way, I have all those associations to that specific song. And so mm. now I can kind of keep that almost as like a little tool, yeah. you know, where I like, I like, I open it up and like, bam, I'm right back into that state. And so, that was like a long kind of roundabout way of suggesting that the, the value of music is it's it's there's emotionality yeah. in it and emotionality yeah. is really what i think like runs the human organism mm -hmm. makes sense yeah aaron how, how about uh the how adaptable is the align method for for people of different ages different fitness levels and even like physical abilities super adaptive yeah it's for yeah. everybody yeah that's i mean that's the 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 main value of, you know, so we have an online uh, program, which the first week is free. So if people had interest in doing that, uh, you'd start out with a movement assessment. So you can assess like, where am I at with my uh, ankle function mm. and my knees and my hips and my spine and shoulders and just establishing a baseline for that. And then we go through and uh, the second week is all about recovering full functional range of motion of the joints throughout the lower body. The next week after that is the upper body. Then we get into movement patterns like walking, running, uh, jumping. How do we like tie all the systems together? 
Mm. Then we get into breathing and senses and visual exercises, and then we get into environment. You know, so okay. how we can start to mold and shape our environment to actually have the effects that we gathered from the movement and the training. Like, how do we get them to stick and become something that, uh, you know, when I'm a hundred years old, I still have these effects. And the only mm. way to do mm. that is you need to look at your environment. You need to look okay. at your your daily practices and your habits. Mm. And so, how adaptable is it? It's, it's that every body works ultimately the same. Like some people have subtly, diff, subtly different um, joint angles and, mm. you know, perhaps depth of certain sockets and, you know, things of the like, but uh, In generally, generally, it's, it's generally adaptable. speaking, we're all working with the same yeah. system, yeah. Yeah. you know? Mm. And so, so understanding what is the uh, baseline education that I need on how to uh, efficiently move my body Mm. And how do I efficiently breathe? Like, is there some way that I could be getting 10 to 20 to 30% more efficiency out of just my daily existence and just mm. having basic, basic access to maybe better range of motion in my ankles, you know, or mm. a little bit more access to my toe hinge. Suddenly as I'm walking, I feel a bit, a little bit more sturdy. Suddenly yeah. I'm like, like, Oh my God, I can suddenly I feel like I can run. Oh my God. Now I can run faster. Now mm. my hips can extend. Now I can start to create that that contralateral kind of like rotational movement through my spine. Now suddenly I'm massaging my organs because I'm getting broader, this like spiral motion. Every time I take a step, I'm opening up some of that space. Suddenly, maybe some of those other symptoms start to just kind of dissipate or disappear yeah. uh, because really it was just a product of stagnation, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, yeah, it's I mean, that, that, that baseline of how to drive the body is really what the intention of the line method, what the online program is, and also the book. Uh, and those, the consistent practices and principles that you would learn on movement efficiency, they're pretty much the same across most modalities of training and movement. There's okay. basic, consistent golden threads that you will gather from almost every modality. And the more modalities you learn, the more you're like, oh, that's like that. And that was like that. And this is like that. Okay, this is like, it's all kind of the same thing. Yeah. And then there's some weird things, like maybe if you've got like contor contortion or ballet does some funny stuff with the hips where mm. it's kind of like, okay, well, this is like art. Like you're doing mm. like art and you're kind of molding that on top of the body that doesn't actually really work with like efficiency so much. Um, but generally speaking, most movement ideologies or modalities there is a golden thread that that relates to all of those. And that's really what the Align Method, uh, I okay. think, does a really good job of conveying. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the increasing rates of ADHD, hyperactivity, and the medication even to prescribe to, to children? Uh, I think that I would defer to um, something that I'm really like grateful and humble to call a friend, uh, Gabor Mate. Uh, yeah. and he, we've done a, a handful of podcasts together and that's, that's one of the things we've talked about quite a bit was, is, uh, that lens on ADHD as being, this is not something I'm expert with, by the way, I'm more just, I'm more pulling from, mm -hmm. from Gabor slash, you know, a little bit of other stuff that I like, but just intuitively something that makes sense. Plus I'm regurgitating mm -hmm. Gabor. So you just take it from, from him. Um, one of the things that I think is an interesting potential lens on ADHD, uh, is that it perhaps comes from at youth, a, a practiced avoidance of what's happening in front of you. Mm -hmm. And so if, I mean, I think I, I 
experienced some of this. Uh, I think, you know, probably a lot of people do. If it's safer for you to distract yourself instead of being present with what's present. in front of you, yeah, makes sense. you can start to habituate and practice this mm. kind of, I'm always drifting mm. away, you know? Yeah. And so like that would be one potential definition of it that I think is, is pretty interesting. There's probably some other, you know, potential like hereditary factors in there, but hereditary stuff is, is, is tough because unless you separate the parents from the children and yeah. then you follow like the hereditary relationship with that, like ultimately you're still going to have kind of that like epigenetic effect of just the the way that the parent shows up. And even if the parent seems like they're, they did a great job. They showed up to all your soccer games and they, you know, they, they, they made you peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and they cut the crusts off and like they were there for you. You're still attuning to those mm. like deeper subconscious patterns within right. the parent. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if the parent is in fact, maybe a little bit avoidant of themselves or avoidant within the relationship with their partner, mm -hmm, mm. you know, or avoid and ultimately that's going to translate to avoidance. It's going to yeah. translate to like, I'm not quite fully here because I don't quite actually feel safe to be fully here. Yeah. So now I have a child that I I can only be as much to the child as I am to myself. And maybe the child acts as a tool. In fact, for probably most people, it does. And the child becomes a teacher to maybe open up some of those aspects in the self. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not a parent, so I'm, I'm kind of talking, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm just like yeah. hypothesizing and all this stuff. Yeah. But what do you yeah. what do you think yeah. about that as a, as a parent? You think that's yeah, bullshit? I mean, what, what you just said makes sense. Um, I also believe that uh, modern our modern lifestyle is 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 a big enemy. You know, uh, the screens, uh, being inside, um, what we eat, um, not uh, getting the exercise that we are built to and designed to 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 get you know all those the, the, there are so many enemies uh yeah. and um, i would say i would say move movement yeah movement. instead of exercise because yeah. i don't think we're designed for exercise yeah okay but uh, yeah well i mean it's from to me it's more or less the same uh yeah. exercise and movement but i yeah i understand what you mean uh, yeah. yeah so that's that's as a parent th those are uh struggles you know mm. um so um yeah i get that i can see that yeah so so aaron to to wrap it up and to recap uh for our public to to take away the the most important message what is the environment that we should aim to cultivate um hmm. i think anything that that creates more awe in your life like look at awe is actually something that is is something to be sought after where you're like, wow, mm. you know, it's something that creates more expression, mm. you know, like, like express yourself, you know, incorporate, get, you know, like I can see you have like different, like the, the, the wallpaper or whatever that is in the background. It's kind of like, you know, artistic mm -hmm. stuff mm. going on, like, like things that get your gears turning, things that induce emotionality, you know, incorporate, colors that make you feel good incorporate art that makes you feel good incorporate instruments into your world sound sound yeah. makers whatever the thing is get a record player you know incorporate more analog stuff mm. into your world we're so um just enjoying life more yeah I, I think that i think that 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 you know we're, we're so just like bathed in tech all the time 
Mm. I think that 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 going back to analog as much as possible because tech's there. Like it's we like it's it's all over the place. You can't get mm. away from it. You know, so analog in the sense of you know, like get back to something that's not but like a digital reproduction of things, a digital reproduction of relationships in the form of social media, digital yeah, reproduction yeah, of yeah. music in the form of listening on your iPod or whatever. Are iPods even still mm. a thing? You still buy so, iPods, right? Uh, iPod? iPod? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think they integrated in the, in the iPhone. I think they're done. Oh, you're right. I think iPods they integrated in the anymore. iPhone. God dang it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I guess so don't yeah, worry about the iPod. I get it. We solved yeah. the iPod problem. <laughs> we did it. Bro, but we tech, freaking did it, dude. Tech is Nicholas. always there. Yeah. <laughs> we got tech, to the bottom of it. But tech is great still. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to to have this conversation with you. Uh, you're oh, no, on, I'm the not mad side on, on the on the planet. No, so I'm not mad great. at tech. You got to just leverage it. Like make tech work yeah. for you. Make yeah. it a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can I promote my, or can I share the, the link for the the, of course. the program? If people yeah. do want to do, so the first week is totally free, which is why I actually feel great, you know, quote unquote go promoting ahead. it because it's, yeah. it's helpful and you can go through and then, you know, from there, you'll probably want to do the rest of it, but you, you get a ton of value just in that first week. It's totally free. And that is at alignpodcast.com slash AMP stands for Align Method Program. Align mm -hmm. Podcast is, you know, whatever, A-L-I-G-N podcast.com slash amp so that's first week's totally free um and through there we get you do a movement assessment and then you go through uh some fundamental self-care techniques that everybody just ought to know each of those are things that once i learned those techniques it was mm -hmm. really massive for me with working with clients and also myself um and then it also goes through a sit rise test so it's a graded score of mm -hmm. how you do with getting up and down off of the ground and then the next week goes into all the other stuff Okay, yeah, so that's onlinepodcast.com slash AMP. Great. So yeah. what are you working on uh, at the moment? Or, I mean, any, um, any big plans for the future? So I've been, uh, I've been working with, do you follow American football at all? Not at all. Okay. Well, there's a, a football player called Aaron Rodgers. He's, there's been like a big huff and puff uh, about him this year to add this big Achilles injury and such. I've been working with him mm. for the last mm. like seven months or so. So I worked with him throughout the whole Achilles thing. And now he's back into like training um, mm. again in like a proper way. He's been training the whole time, but um, so getting prepped to go back out to Malibu and mm -hmm. continue that uh, with him um, and some other stuff as well, but nothing, nothing. The main thing would be the, the online program. That's the thing I'm, you know, I'm really okay. excited about. Yeah. Um, also, if folks are interested in the book. The book's called The Aligned Method as well. It's, you know, wherever you get books. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think for me, the stuff I'm really like focused on is a lot of like just cleaning up my own, my own shit. You know, I want to, mm -hmm. I want to breathe better. I want to move better. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just enjoy the process of getting to share that on. I'm so yeah. humbled to get to, to be able to have the opportunity to share that on social media. And, where know, where can people like find this. you? Uh, apart, you have your Instagram channel. Yeah, your uh, Aaron YouTube, yeah, Alexander. Yeah, YouTube's yeah. Align Podcast. Yeah, everything yeah. else is, yeah, all the other social stuff is Align Podcast. The Instagram is Aaron Alexander. Great. Yeah, I appreciated talking to you. It was great. Yeah, man. Yeah, good times. Really interesting, and I hope we can get back in touch soon. Yeah. Sorry, I talked so much, and you know, told everybody about how to be a parent, even though I don't have a kid. I'm, I'm truly an asshole. <laughs> That's <laughs> the way. All right. See you, bro. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much, Aaron. It was great yeah. having you.
Yeah, good times. Thank you so much for listening to the Hunger for Change podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also wanted to take a moment to talk about Naturally, my brand of healthy food products. At Naturally, we are on a mission to change the world through what we eat. This is why we worked so hard to make products that are delicious and also good for you. They're all gluten-free, have no refined sugars, no sweeteners, and no additives. My personal favorites are the cheesy snacks, chocolates, and cacao hazelnut spread. We also have cookies, granolas, nut bars, nut butters, and protein powders, as well as many cool snacks to be released soon. At the moment, Naturally is only available in Europe. However, we're working to expand to other continents, so stay tuned. If you're in Spain, you can head over to our website, naturally.com, and it will take you to our online store. And if you're in Italy, Portugal, Germany, Poland, France, the Netherlands, or in Sweden, you can find them on Amazon. Search for Naturally. I will leave you all these links in the description anyway, so that you can find them. Thank you so much for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode.